I'm Rob Wolf, Director of Communications at the Center for Court Innovation, and I'm here with T.J. Donovan, the state's attorney of Chittenden County, Vermont, which includes Burlington. That's the state's largest city, is that right? That's correct. Well, thanks for talking to me. Happy to be here. You're here at the Center for Court Innovation today with about 20 people who are participating in a roundtable to share ideas about community engagement. You guys have spent the morning talking about the different programs you've started or are involved in that actively involve community members. I thought we'd start out by talking to you about the experiences that have helped shape your outlook as a prosecutor. Sure. You know, I grew up in in Burlington, Vermont. It certainly made uh, a number of bad judgments and mistakes as a young person. I was given the opportunity for second chances numerous times. Not that I was a a, a child of privilege, but rather I came from a two-parent home with some resources with a family that had been embedded in the community. And I think reflecting back on that, I was probably the beneficiary of of many second chances for uh, some of my youthful exuberance. And when I became a prosecutor first in Philadelphia and then in Burlington, Vermont, it was not lost on me that we were prosecuting people, both uh, African-Americans and and, uh, white people, who came from poverty, who came from places with a lack of resources. They came from marginalized places in the world, and I I began to realize that we were continuing to marginalize them through the criminal justice system, whether it be for drug prosecution or mental health illnesses that caused criminal behavior. Oftentimes, those individuals who don't come from a family of resources, the first time they get that intervention or assistance is through the criminal justice system, as opposed to somebody who does come from a family of resources, that intervention is often happening much earlier in time, and they're being kept out of the criminal justice system. So as we continued to to work in the court system, some things weren't changing. Uh, The recidivism rate was extremely high, about 50 to 60 percent in Vermont. The budget for the Department of Corrections kept increasing, and we weren't getting good results. And we kept seeing the same people, and the demographic I saw were mostly poor people, people who had lack of education, lack of job skills or job training, substance abuse issues, both alcohol and drugs, and mental health issues. And where we thought we could engage and make a difference was by intervening earlier in the process to keep these individuals out of the criminal justice system. They were committing crimes that, not that we're condoning any criminal activity, but they were committing crimes that were low-level misdemeanors. And so the question was, what are we going to do that's going to keep the community safe and enhance public safety? And we started to say we need to address the root cause of their criminal behavior. So we were able to obtain funding for a community coordinator whose job was to bring those community groups into the court system. Because in the past, what we've done is we put people on probation, we load them up with conditions of probation, and then we push them back out to the community and say, you're on your own. Oftentimes, they come back on a violation of probation, and we lock them up. So the community coordinator was to screen cases as they came in, conduct somewhat informal risk assessments on these individuals and then link these people with the appropriate social service agency to address the root cause of their behavior in lieu of prosecution. Uh, So far, uh, the results are are good. It's very early in the process, but I think we're seeing that when given an opportunity, many times, this is the first time these people have been given an opportunity, uh, people try to make the most of it. When did you start this program? We started it last September. Who is eligible? Who, generally speaking, yeah. I mean, you described sort of a broad sure. uh, profile. Well, yeah, let, let me say who's not eligible. Okay. 
obviously we're not going to divert any cases that are sex crimes, any cases that are domestic violence, uh, any cases that are serious felonies, any cases where there's weapons involved, drug dealing or drug selling. In really any cases, as I like to say, the standard is doesn't pass the straight face test for the guy in the street because I think the public has to believe in what we're doing in order to keep the justice system credible. So generally they are low-level misdemeanors. We have diverted some felonies, and it's really on a case-by-case analysis. And these are pre-charge, right? Is that the, That's correct. Is that the idea? Yep. So what is the leverage that you have over these? Sure. Uh, the, the well, the incentive benefits. for the individual is to... Number one, get some help and not not to be prosecuted. The leverage is if you don't do what we ask, you'll come back for prosecution. You'll go back on the traditional track. So so then there is follow up. Yes, and that's that's frankly ha- has been a challenge for us. You know, we started this really on a limited budget. Uh, we've got some funding, but the critical piece here is the the infrastructure, the capacity to do that. Because I think the most important thing is ensuring compliance and then tracking outcomes. And so that's the part we're working on right now. Uh, we have a couple interns working on that. It, it's tough work. We need more funding, frankly, to build the infrastructure to make this program truly successful. One resource you have in Burlington is the Community Justice Center. And the Justice Center is doing all these interesting things like restorative justice panels, which involve citizens and, and working really hands-on mm-hmm. directly with uh, offenders. I wonder if you could explain to me how you take advantage of what the Community Justice Center has to offer. Well, we view the Community Justice Center as a partner. So often some of the cases that we refer from this program will go to the Community Justice Center, that we think that's the appropriate place in lieu of prosecution. They can go to the CJC uh, and engage in a reparative board restorative justice type process. So really what we're looking for on the front end is a menu of options because it does a couple of things. I think we're going to get better outcomes that way. We're going to enhance public safety, and then it's going to free up those very scarce resources we have in the prosecutor's office to focus truly on the crimes that affect public safety, homicides, sexual assaults, drug dealing. During the morning session, you used the term cost drivers, and I wondered if you could uh, explain what that word means. It's about identifying the population where we think we can make the most impact and kind of bend the curve in the criminal justice system that's going to enhance public safety and, frankly, save the state money, save the taxpayers money. Uh, Because with a recidivism rate of 60% and in Vermont, a corrections budget that's the second fastest budget uh, item that's growing behind health care, we can do better. We need to do better because we're spending a lot of money. And it's the same people going in and out. And really the demographic, I think, is the cost drivers to all our systems. They're the cost drivers in the criminal justice system. They're the cost drivers in the health care system because these are the people that go to the ER uh, for their primary care physician. Uh, it's the cost drivers in, in, in the, the job training uh, field because these are the people who we want to be trained and these are the services we provide. And so it's the same population across systems. They're in the court system. The trick is to identify them. The trick is to conduct an assessment to really understand what is the root cause of the issue here and try to address it. Just to remind people that uh, I'm speaking with T.J. Donovan, the state's attorney in Chittenden County, Vermont. I thought I would just ask you about a question that a defense attorney raised at the morning session, which was really the concern that some of these initiatives perhaps are imposing greater penalties on people if they choose to participate in this alternative than they would if they just went through the normal process where they, in fact, might get just time served and they'll be out in 10 minutes. 
and the restorative justice process, the alternative may, in, in fact, impose what might be viewed as something more onerous yeah. because you have to spend sure. more time doing yep. community service. You may have to yep. get a GED. Well, yeah, you can go through the court system. You can plead guilty. You probably get a fine and be out the door in 10 minutes. But you're not realizing that criminal conviction is going to stay with you the rest of your life, and there's a lot of collateral consequences that go with it. Loss of uh, eligibility for federal student loans and other collateral consequences. So I think doing a little bit more work up front and thinking long term, again, it's about enhancing public safety, creating a vibrant community for everybody, and giving everybody an opportunity to be successful. I mean, I think part of the reason for recidivism is you take away hope and opportunity from somebody. Well, you know, somebody who was uh, 19 years old and had a, a bag of marijuana on him and, and he pled guilty and got a $200 fine. How did that enhance public safety when now he's 29 or 39 and he's still answering for that conviction at 19? And that conviction is preventing him from uh, having, have, having gone to school, getting a job. And so the issues of collateral consequences where you can get out of that, you can get out of that courtroom really quick, but there's going to be long-lasting effects because of that criminal conviction. It may be more arduous up front to do more community service, but we think it's about accountability. We think it's about restoring uh, the harm done to the community, but also giving the offender the opportunity to go on to be a productive, law-abiding citizen. We've run out of time. Thank, Thank you. you so much for taking the time. I've been talking with T.J. Donovan, the state's attorney in Chittenden County, Vermont, who's here today uh, participating in a Roundtable at the Center for Court Innovation about community engagement strategies for the criminal justice system. I'm Rob Wolf, Director of Communications at the Center for Court Innovation. Visit us at www.courtinnovation.org. Thanks for listening.